Hey everyone, welcome to the Torque Message of the Week. We know you will be uplifted and equipped to go deeper in your relationship with Jesus through what is spoken. Please enjoy this message from Pastor Tony Cassis. For more information about this podcast and other resources, visit torque.org. Now for the message. Okay. Let's reach our hands forward. We might be tag teaming tonight, so... Thank you, Lord, for this man. Thank you for his strength and for his, Lord, total, total restoration of his immune system. We bind that spirit of infection that is trying to work in his body right now. And we thank you, Lord Jesus, that, Lord, you're going to clear out anything, Lord, that's inhibiting, Lord, his energy and any levels, Lord. First of all, Lord, we thank you for his service and his, Lord, diligence to seek you for a Rima word, not just a principle word, a Rima word. Let it land and find fruit and locate the root in our hearts tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Hello, everyone, and God bless you. Um, tonight, I'm, I suppose I'm going to be starting a subject that's very sensitive. It's about male and female and their relationships. Get your hands in paper. <laughs> Everybody has preconceived ideas. Um, and I only, I'm bringing this from a, the perspective that I'm currently going through a learning curve in this area, all right? So we're going to look at a couple of couples in the Bible and we're going to try and maybe glean from what is said or what is not said about how you know, a, a husband and wife should uh, be together. And you don't have to be married to you know, be interested in this topic. Okay, because one day, God willing, you will be married and uh, you will need to have this as a, a uh, foundational conviction and um, hopefully you won't fall into the same traps that so many <coughs> couples have fallen into before. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> Yeah. Can I get some fallback too, please, Shahana? Um, I always like starting at the beginning because Genesis is always um, the blueprint for everything else. And without going there, my observation of uh, Adam and Eve is... Adam was the head of the family. He was created first and he represented the father. And Eve was created from Adam and again representing Christ coming out of the father but also being one with the father. And then um, Cain and Abel came later. So children was it even a different dynamic, the Holy Spirit representing father and son, but also being a person in himself. So all of that is really a, um, a, metaphorically, it represents 
this wonderful mystery that we have between Christ and the church. And Paul makes that very clear in Ephesians 5 that, you know, that the husband and the wife uh, is really a reflection of Christ and the church. And the challenge for us men is to be as Christ is to the church, right? And the challenge to the women folk is to be as the church is to Christ. And so there's so many things that we can talk about. We won't get it all done tonight. When, when Adam um, received his wife, he said, this is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. Thank you. Can you grab the top there, Nate? And my disclaimer before I start is I am uh, not uh, 100% there yet when it comes to my own personal marriage, all right? So I'm very, very humbled by teaching this. Um, Adam and Eve, I won't say they had a perfect relationship because there weren't really any challenges before sin came into the world, all right? They didn't have to deal with anything. Everything was perfect. And then when, when Eve decided that um, she allowed the serpent to tempt her with the forbidden fruit, uh, the Lord placed her under her husband in a way that must not have been the dynamic before. If Eve was in an ungodly way subjected to Adam, then why would God say to her, now your husband will basically lead you and you would be subject to him and your desire will be for him. All right? So in a sense, when, when God created them, they were co-equals, just like the Godhead. But Eve knew that Adam was always first. Okay? Adam had a relationship with God before Eve did. And the Lord told Adam, I'm creating you a helpmate. So the Lord told Adam, I'm going to give you someone you're going to really, really like. Right? So something happened after she stepped forward and took the lead and fell into temptation. Now, we're unsure just where Adam was when the serpent started to give her the spiel, right? But we do know that after she ate from the fruit, the scripture says that she also gave to her husband who was with her. Now, if he was with her the whole time, then he's culpable, right? But if he was only with her, like, like he, he came to what she was doing and, you know, honey, what are you doing? No, if that was the case, then it was already too late. But most commentators believe that he stood by and didn't take 
the lead like he should have. Now, this is the, the big key to male and female relationships. You know, my son was giving me a good rap on the way down because we talk when we're coming down in the car. And he said to me, Dad, women in the world, women all over, they like the bad guy image because the bad guy image is they take the lead. They demand. And in some cases, they dictate. And there's a natural draw for a woman to be led, to be shown. And he's going to share a little bit more about that when I step down. Cause but um, the fact of the matter is in the church, men have overplayed the lead where it becomes dictatorial with very, very little responsibility, right? Or they have pullback where it's, they don't lead at all. They, they've defaulted the leadership to the woman and that develops much insecurity, okay? And so um, when a man isn't getting what he needs from God for his wife and family, right, that breeds an insecurity. Because the children usually lean a lot on mum. They lean on dad too, but mum leans on dad for that security, right? And men supply the security and the women give the men respect, okay? So, I mean, we've been married for many, many years, but you know, it takes a while before you can get into this rhythm. But I honestly can say that a lot of the things that we went through, and in many ways still are going through, is because um, I haven't gotten that revelation that I need to at the right time. I've defaulted it. And so this brings us up to the another example in the scriptures. You know, it's funny how you, you never hear Adam say a single word after he's expelled from the garden. And that's really sad. The first man never prophesied anything significant, never said anything to his children that was significant. So Adam really allowed that default that started with Eve, it really impacted him. Because even Cain, at least he said something to his children. And his children also said things that are written. But you don't hear one word after, you know, him naming the animals and naming his wife. And you never hear a word from Adam, right? So I believe there's, that's a significant silence. And so... Going down through the ages, because of the curse that the Lord put on Eve and her relationship, most men use that as I'm the owner, you're the servant when it came to wives, right? When you study through the scriptures, they had wives who were basically, you know, tagging along behind them because Satan made sure that the woman 
was crushed. Remember, he wanted to target the woman because the seed was going to come from the woman. And not all the time, but most of the time, we have good examples with, with say, uh, Enoch, with Methuselah. So basically, Seth's line, they're, they're pretty good. But once we get to, say, Noah and the flood, and then after the flood, that division sort of ex expands because now men folk are, are taking more than one wife, right? And so now they're seen as their property and, and their pleasure. Do you understand? So, and God never said do it this way, but he allowed men back then to selfishly take more than one, one wife. How do we know he didn't want that? Well, number one, he created the first couple. And then he told the kings of Israel, don't multiply wives. In fact, Saul, with all of his defects, only had one wife. Right? So, uh, I know this is a very sensitive subject and we're going to expand on it later. Nate's going to come and put some cream on it. But I want to just hit you with, let's go to, um, uh, what is it? Uh, sorry, because I haven't got my reading glasses, I've got to scroll right down. Um, 1 Kings chapter 16. All right? And we want to go from verse 29. Now, this is a, probably one of the most famous couples in the Bible. But they're infamous for their marriage. All right? So let's read a little bit of the scripture here. Verse 29. In the 30th, sorry, in the 38th year of Asa, king of Judah, Ahab, the son of Omri, became king over Israel, and Ahab the son of Omri reigned over Israel in Samaria 22 years. Now Ahab the son of Omri did evil in the sight of the Lord more than all who were before him. And it came to pass as though it had been a trivial thing for him to walk in the sins of Jeroboam the son of Nebat, that he took as wife Jezebel the daughter of Ethbaal, king of the Sidonians, and he went and served Baal and worshipped him. And then he set up an altar for Baal in the temple of Baal, which he had built in Samaria. And Ahab made a wooden image. Ahab did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger than any other king of Israel who were before him. And in his days, Heel of Bethel built Jericho. He laid its foundation with Abiram, his firstborn son, and with his youngest son, Segeb, he set up its gate, according to the word of the Lord, which had been spoken by Joshua, the son of Nun. Now, this is the introduction of King Ahab. His father, Omri, took the kingdom by force. He rebelled against the previous king. But Ahab here 
he takes on a Sidonian wife. Now, David had good relations with the king of Tyre, right? And he, he was still a idol-worshipping king. But Hiram, the king of Tyre, knew who the Lord represented because David made sure of that. You wouldn't build, you wouldn't help build a temple for a God that you didn't respect. Right? But Ahab doesn't marry a, a, a woman from Tyre. He's choosing a woman from Sidon. Now, both these cities are inhabited, inhabited by the, um, the Canaanites, but they're also Phoenician in origin. Okay? And the Phoenicians were the people who introduced crucifixion to the world. Right? The Romans took it up and sort of put it on steroids, but the Phoenicians were basically a seafaring people and, you know, some historians will tell you they had already circumnavigated the globe before any Western modern historian could account for, right? Now, the reason why I'm saying that is there was deep-seated demonic worship in their culture. And so for Ahab to allow himself for political manoeuvring to marry a Sidonian princess, right? He was already out of the limitations of God, okay? Now, again, this is a, a sensitive subject, but I, I won't excuse it. When Paul says, don't be unequally yoked with unbelievers, right? Now, we've come across some, some people who've wanted to marry non-believers and we've always advised them, no. Now, the Lord made this very, very clear to Moses. And you know what? He allowed them to marry within the nation or the tribes. He made some provision for the Gibeonites because they deceived the Israelites. All right? But he knew the effect that a mixed marriage, believe and unbelieve, well, they're not really unbelieved. The Israelites believed in the Lord. They believed in other gods. They weren't unbelievers. Now, in the modern, in the modern era, Paul uses the term unbeliever. But unbelievers don't believe in anything. They believe in something. You might be marrying a Buddhist, a Muslim, Orthodox, you know, a ta Taoist. So that, a person might say, I'm not religious, but once you get the ring on, all the religion will come up. So the reason why I'm using this couple is because Ahab knew what God had commanded and deliberately went against it because he wanted political maneuvering. He wanted a relationship with the Sidonian king in case he needed them to help him in the future 
or maybe even to trade with him and make some good, good money, right? Um, and later on, the scripture tells us that there was no other king so evil as Ahab. And then the Holy Spirit says, because his wife Jezebel stirred him up. So who do you think had the idea to build a temple for Baal? Jezebel. Who do you think, who, whose idea was it for Ahab to murder Naboth for his vineyard? Jezebel. Whose idea was it to kill all the prophets of God? And while she's doing all this, Ahab's probably saying, okay, honey, do what you want. Can you understand why God got angry with Ahab? Oh, we're talking about thousands of prophets, right? And this very brave man called Obadiah hid a hundred prophets away from her, 50 in a cave, and he fed them until her frenzy was over. Now, that Antichrist spirit was inbred in her. She didn't just wake up one morning and think, I'm going to be evil. She was already evil. But at any point in time, the king on the throne could have said, stop. We're not doing that anymore. And she would have threatened and, she, and her threats were pretty solid because she had a following. Remember, it took time, but Jezebel built up a very loyal following of Baal worshippers. And so at one point in that marriage, Ahab was thinking, I've lost control of my wife because now she actually does call the shots. Now, if you would have cried out to the Lord, God would have done something about it. Even Elijah said to him, I'm not the troubler of Israel. You are. As long as your wife Jezebel continues in her witchcraft. Now, God sent Elijah to Ahab, not Jezebel. Do you get it? Because God knew who the problem was. Now, I want to make it clear. Don't ever, ever, ever compare Christian couples to this. This is a, well, a so-called believer and a non-believer. That dynamic is different. In the Christian marriage, right, when a woman is insecure, everybody says, oh, Jezebel. That's not true. That's not true. Or Ahab. They were literally a salt, pepper, or I shouldn't say that because they mix well. Oil and water. Oil and water. Do you get it? And so um, Jezebel stirred him up. But he wanted to be stirred. You know, there was a time when he wanted that vineyard and his salt. 
He wanted to be stirred. And this is, this is what we men have to look out for, guys, because in this day and age, we want the easy way out. We want the easy way out. We want, uh, you take care of it, honey. Oh, the kids need this and that. You take care of it. Oh, the bills, need, you take care of it. Sort out the banking. No, you take care of it. I'll just bring in the money. You take care of it. And what's the Lord telling us about our future? You take care of it. And then when they take care of it, and we don't like it, we say they're controlling. <laughs> now, come on, let's be straight. And I have suffered in some level like this in many, many areas of my life. Because, again, what got modelled to me was similar to this. Right? Now... We can't keep blaming your mum or your dad forever. Christ is in us. And we need to do the hard yards. And I'm not talking about self-works. I said this morning, trust is developed through having communion with God. Trust. Most men haven't spent the Holy Spirit time with God to develop a trust, you see? So, and again, I say in the world, women still look for men to lead. But their whole concept is leadership is more that heavy-handed. You know, in Australia, and I know we've been out of the country for quite some time now, but I, we, we noticed a trend a lot of the Australian sort of Caucasian women were falling for Arabic men in droves. In droves. I don't, I don't think it was just their looks. It was that domineering leadership kind of personality. They were real men. And I'm going to say it. They were men. And I'm not making apologies for that. I'm not talking about just physically. And again, that got abused by most of those men, right? But because, and I'm not making a judgment on Australian men, more, Australian men's personalities were more laid back, yeah, casual, you know? It, it was more negotiable. And that's okay until you default responsibility to the woman, you see? Now, what Satan has done over the, the decades is he has so programmed women now to take the lead that when a real male leader steps up, you know, he's, what's the word again? No, the other word. Uh where, where it's a fear of women. Misogynist. Sorry, it didn't come to me. You see? So a male who is confident in himself, knows what direction he wants to go in, steps up, he's misogynist. You see? 
And now I am totally for women in leadership as long as they have a man covering them, right? This is a big topic in the church because there's a discussion about apostles being men and women. Well, I, I believe a woman can lead, obviously. Our senior minister is a leader. But they all need to have a covering because that's God's way. You, don't, you never see Jesus above the Father. See what I mean? So, and again, through the Holy Spirit, that is a mutual submission. See? Now, I know when a woman has developed a trust in the man enough to find out the spiritual um, temperature that the family should be travelling in that secures her. Right? And that, it's not just the spiritual side. You know, man, I'm going to tell you straight, if you don't put out the garbage, if you don't clean the yard, if you don't do your bit to pick up your clothes, and all of this shows your wife you're not self-centred. Okay? And so Ahab was self-centred. So Jezebel got away with a lot, you see, because she fed his self-centeredness. She knew how to control him. You know, I remember years ago when that movie, The Big Fat Greek Wedding, you know, the, the mother says to her daughter, because the daughter wanted her father to do something, and the mother goes, you know, your father, he may be the head, but we women, we are the neck. We can turn the head whichever way we want. It's so true. So true. So true. And you know what? I've seen my parents play this out. You know, whenever I really wanted to change dad's mind, I go, hey, mum. She go, yeah, yeah, don't worry. I got it. <laughs> See what I'm saying? So I'm going to start to finish up here because I've, I've reached my limit. I'm going to bring up Nate. Especially do with the temperament that now exists in our society in what men and women should play as far as the relationship is concerned, okay? And um, I know that our security as men is vital. I won't say I know. I'm, becoming, I'm coming to know that my spiritual relationship with God provides a security blanket for me and then for my family, you know? And that means that wife and children can lean. See, they can lean on me. I'm the one saying it's going to be okay. We're still heading in the right direction. Or we're going to overcome this. This is what the Lord showed me. We're going to overcome this. See? And literally, you, we as men have wings and we put the family under our wings. But to get the wings, you've got to fly with the Holy Spirit. Okay? So I'll end by saying, um, before I uh, got up, when, when we were in that part of the worship where Nate was 
um, speaking about the name of the Lord. We will bless. The Lord took me to the throne and an angel was placing these oil lamps from each of your heads before the throne. But what I noticed was no smoke from the flames. It wasn't burning the oil. In fact, every lamp, as it burned, was producing oil. It's like in reverse. The lamp burns, but doesn't use up the oil. It produces oil. Isn't that wonderful? So if you could, maybe you could take that back and be encouraged by it. And I'm saying that because each and every one of us has a flame, a lamp, that the Lord wants to keep filling with that oil as long as that lamp keeps burning, all right? And especially the men, we need to be spiritual more than practical. We can be practical, but we don't want to be just practical. We have to be spiritual, all right? Because at the end of the day, that's what counts with God. He's going to ask us, what's going on in your house? Okay? And you have to give an account. So I hope that puts a reverence in your heart to begin. If you're a single man, start practicing selflessness. Right? Be a brother to your sisters. Nothing else. Okay? Sisters, women, be a sister to your brothers, nothing else. Learn how to talk about stuff that's out there and in here, but be spiritual about it. Okay? You can have humor, you can have research and intellect, you can have it all as long as you're in the spirit, right? And enjoying each other's fellowship. Okay? So we'll talk more as... The weeks progress. I don't know if we'll touch on it next week, but possibly after hearing Nate's teaching on Wednesday night, we won't have to. <laughs> well, this Wednesday is off, hallelujah, <laughs> Thanksgiving. I'm a little bit on the spot, but I can guess I can share what we're sharing with you. Yeah, um, from all the counselling courses I've been doing, the psychology, I've been dealing with a lot of relational dynamics. Something I said to Dad today, because something our family was just working through, is I said to Dad a lot of things, so Lord, bring it back to my remembrance. Um, let's go to Ahab and Jezebel, and let's go to Adam and Eve. It was in Adam the whole time. Eve just brought it out. It was in Ahab the whole time. Jezebel just brought it out. And a woman is likened unto the Holy Spirit to help bring out of the male what's in them the whole time. See, Adam wanted to do what Eve did, but never had the opportunity. But Eve was the one who the enemy tempted. Because guess what? 
the law the serpent knew that Eve was more honest about what she wanted go with me he went to the woman because the woman had confronted yeah I want to taste that fruit but Adam played games and when God came to Adam to get an account he said to God the woman you gave me so I said to dad today I said there's something that we do as men in this day and age and I'm speaking to the men here first and foremost and I'm nowhere there near myself but I'm getting there more and more every day but I want to I want to bring a challenge I'm teaching kingdom emotions and that's great and everything but I'm going to be straight with the men in this room your emotions are not the same emotions that the women get to have I'm gonna be real straight if you're a general a general never gets to break down in front of his soldiers because a soldier will feel insecure the moment the general leaves his barracks in his heart and some of us men we think we get to hold the right to have the same emotional discrepancies and ups and downs that women go through and I'm telling you straight from the Word of God you do not you're a general guess where you get to break down to the Lord not to people not to your family if my dad comes and breaks down I'm gonna use them as an example to my mom that forces her into a place of insecurity because now she, she she can't rely on his directive from the Lord see men we have to get the directive from the Lord not the how-to please listen to what I'm saying we've become so focused on getting the how-to this is how I want to do it this is how we're gonna do it this is how we're gonna live out our future but you haven't got a directive from the Lord and that's why we keep on leaning on our wives and this is why worldly men do the same thing keep on leaning on women to secure an insecurity in us you know funny enough the whole chapters of Genesis the longest chapter if you do a historical like research and most theologians won't teach this but it's the truth the longest chapter in Genesis is the chapter of Isaac and Rebecca it's the longest chapter that Moses spends talking about and what is that whole chapter about it's about the right place of trust Isaac's trust in his father so much so that he didn't even need to meet his wife to love her and Rebecca's trust in her father and in God so much so that she didn't even need to meet Isaac to love him but we've been told by the world no no I've got to see it I've got to feel it I've got to taste it it's got to warm me inside got to experience it got to taste the fruit before I know it's good now I'm speaking to men in here what I mean by you the emotions I mean men God is relying on you to be the armor bearer the armor bearer doesn't just get to break down when he wants and throw a mood I'm talking to myself here the armor bearer doesn't get to get up one day and go oh it's too hard you do it you go to God 
Because by doing that, you're creating the Jezebel spirit. Because you're putting a woman in a place that God didn't give her. And it's not to say that she's not worthy of it. Her work is different. Her work is she needs the direction of the Holy Spirit. If Adam had said to her, Eve, what you have done is sin. God would have forgiven them right on the spot. He would have covered them. There would be a completely different story. But Adam let what was in Eve really come forward because it was really in him. And he said, you know what, babe? I'm going to take the opportunity right now to get what I really want. And I'm going to use your weakness to do it. And this is what we've done as men. Men in the room, come on. It's conviction night for men. This is what we've done. When our wife is blaming God or when our friends or our sisters or our mothers are blaming God, we've let that real blame that we've harvested for God come forward and we've been like, yeah, I'm going to capitalise on your emotion right now. And this is why women in the world feel insecure because no one is giving them a godly directive. Can I be real straight with the women in this room and be, please be honest, if someone had told you stop, you wouldn't have liked it. You would have kicked against it, but you would be safe. If someone had said, you're wrong, don't feel that way. Don't think that way. God's not like that. If your fathers would have told your mothers, stop, we ain't going there. Your childhood would be very different. Come on, I'm speaking real. I'm speaking real. So I believe that the Holy Spirit wants to address this dynamic. Because I'm all for men having emotions, but they better be godly emotions. They better not be self-pity. I said to dad today, I said, if I don't come to the, my wife with something, she's insecure. Now what's she going to do? And I, I say to the single men here too, and the single women, this is why you have to trust the direction of the Lord. Because God is your husband. And God brings you a direction. He says, right, I'm your husband right now, so I'm going to give you the directive. I'll let you work with me on how, to, how we get there. My Holy Spirit will fill in the gaps. But here's the directive, daughter. But when you kick against that directive, you're going to now put yourself in a position of insecurity. Because now you're saying, no, God, I can do it like you. I can do it. I can give the directive. I said this in a counseling session. It's really important because a lot of the psychology that I'm studying, a woman's brain is different. <laughs> When I talk to Natalie, Natalie is aware of every single thing in the house. Serious. She's aware. So I want to go to the gym because that's what I want to do. I'm just going to give you a perfect example. But Natalie's aware of how when I go to the gym, the kids have to be bathed. Then that has to affect. Then there's something that has to be done for Sunday morning. Then that has to be done and that has to be done. So all of her hands are in the pie. And one decision to her can be so time-consuming in her head and so taxing because it's going to affect every single thing. But men, we don't think that way. 
We think about the thing in the moment, the one thing that we have on our mind and how it doesn't affect anything else. And guess what? That's what God gave you. Please listen to me. That's a gift from God. So don't despise it. Don't try to be a woman and put your hands in the pie because then you'll become an Ahab. Uh (laughs) Stay with what God gave you. Why did God give you that? Because God gave us the ability when when the fire is hot, when the circumstances are screaming loud, to be able to go, nope. Black or white. I don't care about everything else involved. This is for your safety. But, um, but what's important is that when we exercise this, we exercise it led by the Spirit. For women, it's the same thing. God gave you that ability. I don't despise that about my wife, my sisters or my mother because it's something that was taken from within me when woman was made. It was in me and God said, right, now I'm going to divide that into her so that you need her to be complete. And why I think this is really powerful is because if we would all just start to remind ourselves of where we've been positioned and find freedom in that identity, we would actually find more security. You don't have to be married to get this this dynamic in your life. And I say this with grace. Daughters, mothers, sisters in the room, stop telling God the directive because he's your husband and his directive is your security. Men, start relying on the how-to. Start relying on the working of the Holy Spirit more than just the direction. Because the direction is great, but you need a how-to to get there. And this is where your wife, your sister, your mother, your aunt, whoever it is, comes into the picture and she forms that full picture. Your pastor. But this is the key. I'm speaking to men because I felt this really strong in my spirit today. We're generals. And if you're watching this, I'm not saying men are above women, so don't misquote me but I'm only saying what God already said. We are the head. The head doesn't get to break down like other people. And if you say, well, then when do I get to be emotional? In your prayer closet. You want to know where you get to show all your frustration and anger and all those things and get to work it through? With the Lord, not with people. Come on, this is a really sobering message. Because if we do that, men, we might provide security to these women that they've never had before. And we might be able to reshape the image of what a godly man looks like. See, right now, women have in their head, men just feel what they want to feel. Come on, who in the room, women, be honest, you really think growing up, no man really took notice of what you felt. They were more interested in what they felt. Whether it was demonic or whether it was good. It was all about them. True, right? Because men, we've taken that right. And in Christendom, we've done this because we've been told for 20 years, you know, prior, it's all the flesh, don't feel. Now we're being told it's all about feelings. So we take it to the extreme. 
So everything's emotionality. You know, Christians, we're told, right, it's all the, all the flesh. Now it's, now it's, oh, I can feel, I can feel. But there has to be a borderline security system here that the Lord wants to keep us in check. David got into hot water when he was led by his feelings. David, when he should have been being a general, was at home on the porch looking at things he shouldn't have been looking at because he left his post. And because he left his post, the enemy was able to say, right, now I'm going to use all that um, ungodly emotion that you haven't given to the Lord and I'm going to bring it out and I'm going to use the woman to do it. So men, we don't get to leave our posts. We don't get to leave our posts. If you're going through something, I challenge you, go through it with the Lord first. When you go through it with the Lord, then you can come to your wife and say, look, I'm going through it too, but here's a directive. You can come to your friend and say, look, I understand you're going through something, but I've gone to the Lord and I've, I've, I've hashed it out with Him and here's what the Lord has shown me. What I'm saying is come with a revelation and stop coming to women to get revelation because they're not going secure. How do they become secure? They become secure in the revelation that God has revealed to you and then how God uses them is to secure it by working through them creative expressions and creative solutions. You say, right, I've got, here's a revelation I've got. I said to Natalie, I'll give you a perfect example. I said to Natalie, you are to go on Medicaid. I said, You're, I'm going to use our life. I said, if, I hope you don't mind. I said, I have to. That's the only thing I can. I said to Natalie, you are to go on Medicaid because the Lord has provided that. God fought for us to get on it for this baby because of everything that's going on. And I said to Natalie, you're to go on it. That's the directive from the Lord. That's where I know God is taking us. Then she came to me with, well, how do we do, what do I do? I said, babe, this is where you go to God and get a creative solution. I've given you the directive. Now you go to God and get the solution and I'll work with whatever God shows you. And because of that, the agreement, talk about being in agreement before the Lord, we were in agreement. And this is what needs to happen in the church. And I'm telling you, if it would have happened in your parents' lives, your lives would have been different. But there's no shoulda, coulda, wouldas. We get to rewrite history for such a time as this. Okay? So for such a time as this, men, we're going to find godly emotion without leaving our post. Women, we're going to find godly emotion without telling men what their post is. Because guess what? Here's something for the women. It's not your job to tell us who we are in Christ. Can I, can I, can I set you free? It's not your job. It's not your job. Yes, you can love me. Yes, you can encourage me. But my identity does not come from your building up. My identity comes from being with the Lord and being built by Him. So there's two dynamics that need to be changed. 
Men, we need to get our identity from the Lord, be built by Him. Then come to a woman built and then she can lean on you. A lot of us can't be lent on because we're not built up. And we come to the woman, oh, babe, oh, I'm so, oh, I've got nothing. Oh, my manhood, oh, this. Come on, let's go there. Let's be real. Fix me, build me, love me. No, it's not how it works. It's not the kingdom dynamic. The kingdom dynamic is God builds the man so that the man can be secure enough to go to the woman, reveal what God has built. Then the woman can say, right, now I get to express myself in what's been built. And through that, the man and the woman both lean on each other to be built together. That's the kingdom dynamic. And we've got too many men, and I'm going to be real straight, in the church walking around thinking they're women. And what I mean by that, what I mean by that, Pastor, is not transgenderism. No, I know. I mean taking I the rights. Okay, but you've got to hear it from a woman's side now. Because, you know, you've had two men talking about this. And personally, men want to be women. All the emotions that women have, men long to have. I'm sorry, but it's the truth. If you'd heard my portals this week, it was all about don't put us in a place that we have to uh, sin because God has put us not in that place. But if you don't take your place and we have to be forced in to take it, it puts us in a place that God never gave us to stand in. So we're creating in an atmosphere. We're bringing an atmosphere that God never wanted us to be in. And so I got to tell you, men, you can't have the same emotions that a woman has. So forget it. Okay? You can't have them. Well, if she gets upset and she wants to sleep in or if she wants to do this, I'm going to do it too. Or if she wants to do this, I'm going to do it too. Because after all, it's 50-50 down the line, isn't it? No, it's not. It's 100%. They were taken out of you for a reason. All right. Get off. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I, I don't want to go from that angle. I can. But I'd rather go from what God made us to be. You know, the women are the fairest creatures. You can't be the fairest creatures, men. You can't. You weren't given that role. You need to stand up and be counted. And that's the problem. You don't want to. If it's for the women, you want it too. You know? I'm serious about this because it's really, I'm so tired of seeing men that want to behave like women. I really am, you know, my emotions, you know, if she could throw a mood, I could throw a mood. 
And if she can be selfish, I can be selfish, but that's not true. If you're selfish, it's because you're selfish. Don't, don't, don't do this anymore, guys. Seriously, I'm telling you, because you're forcing women to come into a place that God never wanted them to be. Never wanted them to be. I don't want to be, take the man's role. So the men in my life, don't you dare put me in that position. I have enough to do being the pastor. I don't want to be the head of our house. I'm serious. I don't. And what's more, guess why? Because God never gave it to me. I don't have what it takes to be the head of my house. And I don't want it. It's not my call. And this is something you've got to get and figure it out. You've got to. Because all you want to do, men, is, well, if she can do it, I can do it. No, sorry. Because... She's made it. You see? And listen, listen to this. Because if she sins, a man can cover it. But if a man sins, a wife can't cover it. Did you hear what I just said? Unless God says, stand in the gap, she can't cover it. That's why we have to be serious about this. We really do. Because a man can break a woman's vow if she's talking stupidly. Yep. <laughs> Not the other way around. Wow. Not the other way around. Wow. You get what I'm saying, guys? This is serious. This is serious. Oh, she made me do it. No, no. No, not at all. You made yourself do it. You wanted to do it, so you did it. Okay? There's no more of this Adam and Eve blaming each other, this nonsense. And guys, you be what God wants you to be. And be the emotions that he wants you to have. And don't have what he made women to have. And women... Don't get carried away with your emotions. Make them godly. Cause them to be godly. You know? Look, I don't have a problem. It sounds like I'm having a problem with my family or something, but it's not true. And the same with Natalie. But it just means we get tired. I've got so much to do. I've got things to look after in Australia. I've got things to look after here. I've got people's lives. I can't afford to be the high priest of my house. And I don't want to be. So if you guys want to be, you're going to go against what the Lord wants for the women. If any women think that they can be the high priest of their house, they're wrong. Totally wrong. And that means you're not equipped to be the high priest of your house. So can I ask, what are you going to draw on if you're not equipped? 
That's what I want to ask you. What are you going to draw on if you're not equipped to be the high priest of your house? You're going to draw on emotions and things that you shouldn't be drawing on. And you're going to draw on things that will take you into places where you shouldn't be. Someone said to me one time, it was, uh, I'm not going to say who it was. It was someone and they said to me, but my dad, he doesn't know how to be the high priest. My mum knows how to talk about things and this and that. I said, well, I'm sorry. Your mother might know how to do it, but she's not called to do it. And you should put your father in a position where he does do it. How do you do that? Then you keep going to him as the high priest of the house. But, but uh, you know, um, it, he does, he's too, you know, soft in this area. Doesn't make any difference. You still go to him. You still go to him. Oh, but he might... Uh, not know what to do, then let him fall and find out. Because ladies, I'm telling you, you should let the men fall. But no, we keep picking them up. I'm not picking anybody up. I'm not picking anybody up. How's he ever going to learn if I keep picking him up? How's any man ever going to learn if you keep picking him up? And that would challenge me and you, ladies, to say, do we really know what's needed? Because I don't have what's needed. Maybe if we let God show, the men will get up and do what they need to do. Too much lately is all about, you know, being equal. We're not equal. God made women different than he made men. And uh, so men, I would say to you, I'm not going to pick you up except as a pastor, you know, but my men in my house, I'm not picking you up. Get up yourself. I'm serious about this. I have to say it because if I keep picking them up, gosh, They'll never learn. They will never, ever learn if we keep standing in the way of God picking them up. They will never learn. Oh, that's my, my husband. He doesn't understand these things. Well, stop and then he might. Okay? I, be what God made you to be. That's, that's all I want to say. Be what God made you to be. Be what he made you to be. Female, enjoy it. Stop trying to be a male and have the authority that you shouldn't have and you don't want to have because you don't have the goods to carry it. Did Did you understand what I just said? You don't have the goods to carry it. You'll get all emotion. You'll break down. You can't carry that sort of authority. That's something that the man's been given. And thank God, to be honest, thank God. And women, 
don't try to, you know, supplant and take away from the man because you haven't got the goods to carry that either. You haven't. And it becomes very hard. So all I can say is women be women and men be men because that's how God created you. And uh, we wouldn't be in this situation if that was... And out there in the world, this wouldn't have happened if they had done it the way God wanted them to do it. But we're forced to go into roles that was never in God's book to go into. In the book of life, you're never to act like a woman. And men, you're never to act like women. And women, you're never to act like a man. Never to take that authority over your home. Who wants to anyway? I've got enough to do. Haven't you got enough to do? If you haven't, come see me. I'll give you something to do. <laughs> Seriously, guys. So please just get this, okay? Because it just isn't worth it. You're the fairest creature and be the fairest creature. Men, you can't be the fairest creature. I'm sorry. It's not given to you. And you can't be the head of the house, women. It's for the men. And expect it from your men. Expect it. Oh, well, you know, he doesn't know. Then expect it. Expect it because then God can give it to him. Okay? Do you understand? Your part to play is expect it. Even if they don't even know what to do, put them in that position. Go to your father and say to your father, what do you think, Dad? Oh, but Mum's always said what, what goes on. Then you shouldn't be going to Mum. You should be going to Dad. Then we get order back in the house. You don't think the Holy Spirit wants to work on that? That's the best thing he wants to do is work on that. But he's got to have someone to work with. So you've got to be able to go to dad and say, Dad, you're the high priest of this of your house. What have you got to say about this? And, oh, I don't know. Then you keep going. God will do something. God will do something. So all I want to do is encourage you. Be who God called you to be. Don't. Try to be something he didn't call you to be. Okay? So, you know, women, you've got emotions. Get them under control by having godly emotions. And men, stop trying to have the emotions of women. You know? Be the strong men you're meant to be. Godly men. That's all I can say. We needed that. You needed to hear it from Pastor. She's a woman. She knows what it's like. <laughs> so final word to the men, because I know the Holy Spirit will address more details with their women folk at another time. Your ideology of what a high priest is should be reflected like Jesus. 
I'm quoting out of Hebrews, right? For such a high priest was fitting for us who is holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, and is higher than the heavens. Right there is a blueprint. I'll be speaking more about this in the men's the uh, strengthen him. All right. So I really believe we, if we just concentrate on the first two, being holy and being harmless. What it, what the what Paul means here is you're not a threat to anyone except the devil. Okay. Everyone's comfortable and relaxed, right? With you around. They're not in, they, don't, they don't feel interrogated or what's the other word? Um, intimidated. Okay? And, you, and as men, we have to really pull back on that because we, anyway. So if you're online and you agree with what we're saying, you probably, most of you probably do, some may not, that's okay. But we believe what we're sharing has its base in, you know, the Spirit of God. And this is not about men having it over women and so forth. It's about getting God's order back into male and female relationships. And it always begins with having the Saviour, Jesus Christ, in the mix. Men and women can't really work perfectly until the man from heaven gets in the mix. And the way he gets into the mix is you ask him to come into your heart once you get cleaned up. You say, what do you mean? Once you confess your failure to meet the standard of God's living, Jesus is more than willing to cleanse you of that sin and come and live in your heart. And so we ask you to exercise the faith that God is putting into your heart right now. You can begin a relationship with the high priest of heaven right now just by asking God to forgive you and the Lord Jesus to come and live in your heart. And so we're going to put up a prayer on your screens. It's behind me as well. I like reading the bigger letters, so I'm going to read from this screen tonight. So just repeat after me. If you believe it's time, this is the time for you. Eternal life begins today. Pray with me this prayer. Father God, I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins and wash me clean with the blood of Jesus Christ. I believe Jesus died for my sins and rose again to give me life with you. Lord Jesus, come and live in my heart and fill me with your spirit. Let me have true communion with you that is not based on performance or religion, but total intimacy. I believe in you, Jesus, and I thank you that I am saved. In Jesus' name, amen. If you're a man and you're watching, contact us. And a woman, contact us.
we can really make a man in womanhood come forward and not feel intimidated by being a real man and being a real woman. In Jesus' name, our information's coming up on screen. We need to get a Bible in your hands and we need to, need to get you into a community of believers that will encourage your faith. Don't hesitate. Do it today. Jesus is waiting for you. Amen? So we're going to sign off from the online um, viewers. We bless you all. Thank you, Nate, for just really capping that off so well. And so, so did you, Pastor. That women's perspective helps us to understand even more. So I'm going to get Nate up here to close. We're going to quickly lock it all down, probably give you a bit of a nudge to get on your way because we're going to get into open eyes real fast. Who's encouraged by that message? I'm encouraged. Some of our messages are literally given to us on the drive down here. I had a different message and then when Nate, I was going to talk about, you know, the Lord's going to shake the whole earth and whatever can be shaken is going to be shook. A whole lot of shaking going on was a teaching. But after we started talking, I said, no, this is it. Actually, no, you said this is it. I said, no, you're not preaching on that because you don't believe it yet. <laughs> you're not immovable yet. I said, I said to him from the Lord, I said, you're preaching it to believe it. You need to preach from what you're walking through right now. Don't preach it to believe it, because that's a principle. And we don't want to get rid of principles. <laughs> Portals, hallelujah. Look, I'm encouraged because I believe that this is why the Lord said to us, He wants to build His house. And when God builds His house, He builds it His way. And this is a part of Him building it His way. It's getting the order back into the roles that He's given us. And relying on that and trusting that. Like when I sang tonight, Immovable Trust, I was actually singing that conviction into my own heart that I need to stand up and be counted in the moments where I as a man want to feel like I get to be an AWOL soldier. I don't have that liberty. And so I want to have an immovable trust in the fact of who God's made me to be as a man to be that support for my sisters, my wife especially, and my mother. You don't have to be married for this word to apply. I'm telling you that now. You don't have to be married. If you find yourself saying, well, that doesn't apply to me because I'm not married, well, then you didn't hear any of the message. Because everything that was said applies to you. Just marriage brings out the dynamic of a relationship that you should be having with God. Guess what? If you're not married, God is your spouse until He says otherwise. So what we said about your spouses, let God be the high priest of your house if you're not married. Let Him give you His directive to secure you. And if He is, if you are married, let Him be the high priest through you. Amen. Father, we thank You for tonight's Word. What a powerful Word. What a powerful time in Your presence, lifting up the name of Jesus. Lord, as we leave, Coming to a close very soon, the end of 2021, we want to leave with the right order for 2022. 
because I know that I don't want to, Lord, begin to repeat cycles for my children and their children. So just secure in us, Lord, our trust in you, immovable in our heart, in who you've made us to be, whether it's female or male, you created us female and male, thank the Lord. There's no other alternative. But Lord, we have security in who you've made us to be because you expressing yourself through us, that is the greatest security. So we just bless you for tonight's service. May the Lord be with you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you, bring you back together again to this assembly, to lift up the name of the Lord, to bring a testimony from your lips and to walk out different than the way you walked in. God bless. We love you online. We will see you soon. You can stay tuned for our post, I don't want to say show, post-service closeout. A little recap of everything. Pastor Nally is going to be praying at the front with uh, Brother Tim and Brother Anders tonight. And also Sister Tennille is going to come forward and pray. And Shanae is going to come forward and pray over those women that want to have that godly order restored. But God bless. We'll see you next week. My name is Jihei. My name is Ohami. So, wow. Just Don't even wow. get me started. Okay, I mean, that was a lot. <laughs> Obviously, we didn't expect this to happen, but oh my gosh. Those of you, those of you who are tuning in, yes. I don't know what you were thinking, but this is not what I came here type for it. tonight. Type it. Type, type it in. Type whatever, um, you know, stood out to you tonight. I mean, let's let's talk about the worship. Oh my gosh! Talk about this. That worship was something, wasn't it? I think what Pastor Nate said was so key about how literally you could feel it in the room. How everybody like really just came with the heart to worship. Yes. And it's literally like the heavens just opened up. Exactly tonight. The whole yes. Uh, Pastor Nate thanked us. You know, mm -hmm. usually usually we thank collide because you know yeah. they really usher in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. But tonight everyone was just in a one spirit you know and you know i always worship out here you know and i you know you know applause to collide for what they do but oh my gosh tonight i felt like just everyone we were just in one spirit yeah in middle of times square mm -hmm. in the middle of the pandemic <laughs> or pandemic should i say wow. yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> i felt so privileged to be here you know because out there they they worship science they worship mm -hmm 
the vacuum or whatever you call it. They, they worship everything else. But we here, we were worshiping the Lord, yeah. our Lord. So that yeah. was amazing. Yeah. And the last song, All Hail Jesus. Yes. You know? You could literally feel like we were just really like, I don't know about you, Gigi, but I just felt like we were just touching him. We definitely like, were. Yes. It was something. Yeah. And what um, Pastor Tony saw, the vision yes. during the worship, that was amazing. The lampstand, the mm -hmm. candles. Oh, my gosh. And then the I oil was yes. is not being consumed, but yeah. being multiplied. Yep. The, it, yeah. It was so encouraged. Um, the message. What was the topic, Ohami? <laughs> well, I mean, I, I feel like this is just like straight to the men and the women folk. I mean, Absolutely. talk about getting alignment on what on, on your role as yes. a man and a woman. Yeah, God uh, created men and and women. Yeah, but it's it's. I had a conversation with Pastor Nate a few uh -huh. weeks ago on this, and it was just so clear. It got, it brought so much clarity because it it really puts the responsibility where it needs to be, mm -hmm. and it takes off ungodly weights yes. where it doesn't need to be. Absolutely, yeah. I felt so free. Yes, I don't need to be the high priest. No. I don't have to exercise authority that God no. gave to the men. No, how comforting is that? Exactly. I thought I had to do it all. No, and I think it's even more. It brings so much more comfort as well to the men to know you know that they can rely on the lord for those emotions absolutely they, they have someone to go to and there right. there is a right way not that there is like not because you know this is the way you know just because it is but there is security in that right way with absolutely. the lord exactly like that that's the key there that there is security in doing it with the lord and showing him your emotions going to him that's right seeking him that's and right that is where you get to be vulnerable that is where you get to get your download get the direction that your your soon-to-be wife or you know your family needs or whatever it is absolutely. you know it's it and for us it's so freeing to know that you know the way we think is is very different than men exactly. but at the same time there is a reason for that exactly and there's yeah. freedom in that yes. and that we are allowed to move in that way that's right so that's right it, obviously once it's it's like everything has an order mm -hmm. but in that order there's a perfection that comes from the lord that allows us to rely back to him and it, i believe it's like that visual that pastor nate said with his hands like this mm -hmm. which is like when when the man goes back to the lord and mm -hmm. the women goes back to the lord it draws right. each other together back to exactly him. exactly no codependence but mm -hmm. dependence on god talk about this um i just wanted to say hi diane and danielle elizabeth thanks for your comments Hi. Hi, Australia. Thanks for staying behind. Um, Danielle says, I just appreciate the combination of the three pastors mm -hmm. putting the household in proper order. It is genuinely a blessing and I need it. Yeah, yeah. the three of them. Oh, my gosh. The inputs from them. That Tag was amazing. Yeah. And what other church do you do you do you ex get to experience that? in one single right. space where right. you tag team yes. and everybody has a different like perspective but it's the, it's from the same source exactly yes we appreciate our pastors senior pastors so much mm -hmm. um diane um says worship and teaching both were about the right placement of god in our lives and um 
they're taking our uh, rightful place in life. Mm -hmm. So much security and godly direction, just you were saying. Yeah, it's that word security just keeps coming up, seriously. Yeah. Elizabeth says, tonight was so helpful for me to know my role. I repented for trying to step into the high priest role in my family. I do not have mm. the equipping for that. That's mm. right. Yes, that was so comforting and freeing. And you know what? There's no condemnation. No. Nope. There's no whatever should have could have. Nope. You know, now we know. Yep. And we are on this journey. And he revealed it to us, you know, because yeah. we are ready to take this. Right? I agree. And I think there is, like, like Liz said, it, it kind of leads you back to freedom. It really leads you to that freedom that... You don't have to have that weight on you. You don't have to take that role. You don't have to carry something that the Lord didn't, you know, necessarily give you to carry. And there's such freedom in that. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Yes, this wasn't just, you know, uh, what to do, what not to do. Mm -hmm. But it was almost like, you know, deliverance, you know, uh, of mindsets that we had, you know. I can see that. Yeah, that was amazing. <laughs> and, you know, pastor's transparency, mm -hmm. you know, they didn't mind sharing some of the examples real life examples and you know we honor that you know yeah. because not many pastors or not many leaders do that either right? i honestly didn't experience that even growing up as much like i it, it was very um refreshing and mm -hmm. kind of shocking and, right. and when i say shocking i mm -hmm. mean it was just different right to experience such transparency mm -hmm. from leadership at church exactly right i sometimes i would experience more transparency mm -hmm. from leadership at work right but not necessarily at church yes. so getting that from like you said mm -hmm. here is so freeing yeah it's so well. refreshing, refreshing and we appreciate it so much yes Yes, it was a lot. And uh, what's happening this week, Ohami? Is there a Kingdom oh, Emotions? Uh, do you think? <laughs> yes, there is Kingdom Emotions. Oh, but however, no, not this, this week, week. Not, not this, this week. week. Next yeah. week. We're getting it after Thanksgiving. Right. So we're going to celebrate Thanksgiving, which yes. is not a demonic holiday. No. You know, it's giving thanks to God. Yes. So, you know, it was one of the holidays we got to keep, actually, after the SRA conference. <laughs> if you don't <laughs> yes. know what I'm talking about, check it out on Go Torque TV. We're going to uh, upload the whole thing, um, the SRA conference. I believe it's this week. That's The uploads are happening this week. That's right. Pastor Nate said a bunch of things are going to be uploaded on Turk TV and yes. um, Turk website. So if you so. don't have your subscription, I don't know what you're waiting for, but go ahead and get your subscription because it's like the guy said, it's fire. <laughs> yes. There's 30 plus uh, um, hours of footage from the SRA conference. And you're going to know. know all about the holidays that we've been celebrating in the churches. You know, get some um, freedom for yourself. And in there. a lot of different things, mm -hmm. you know, the roots of different things. So definitely educate yourself mm -hmm. and, you know, expose uh, the things that are not of the Lord. And it definitely helped us. So. In saying that Thanksgiving, I'm so excited for that. Yes, I am excited too. Yeah. It's actually my favorite holiday. It's always oh, been it? my favorite holiday. Do so you I'm like turkey? <laughs> if it's done well right. and it's soft and right. juicy, oh my gosh, yes. The dry ones, uh, That's right. So, <laughs> so here in Turk, we're going to ha have our you know, Friendsgiving, yes. Thanksgiving together. And we're so blessed to have that, especially during this time where mm -hmm. we sort of lost, you know, contact with a lot of, you know, personal contact with a lot of people. Yeah. Some of us um, can't even see our family members because True. of different reasons that's yep. going on out there. So I'm just very thankful that, you know, our pastors are allowing us to have this gathering together. I agree. You know, last year we unfortunately won't, wasn't able to do that. So, yeah, you know. True. Did you, are you thinking about coming, Gigi? Yes. Are you I'm thinking definitely about bringing something that I should yes, be aware of? Yes, I think of? I'm going to be cooking Brussels sprouts. <laughs> okay. 
So we are very um, thankful okay. for this. Um, any more shout outs? You tell me. Okay, Jennifer Kim says, mm. great time of not only encouragement, but the Lord exhorting us. Mm -hmm. Not only men, but women as well, including me. Anything I need to work on, thank you, Lord, for humbling me. Wow, Jennifer. That's amazing. Yes, it's good to see you, Jen. We miss you. But thanks for your comment, definitely. Um, wow. Anybody else? We have Danny. Me too, Jennifer. Danny's agreeing with um, Jen. And Joy says... Joy. I think the hesitancy is that I feel bad for men that <laughs> may not have been taught um, true headship or, or are not Christians. But I suppose there is no condition or treating men as men. Okay, Joy. I think it's it's you can have compassion and mm -hmm. and 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 move in that way, but mm -hmm. it, it's like you said, Joy. It's like there's no condition where you can't treat men as men. Right. Like they're men, so that's right. might as well and treat them that way, right? That's right. And men get their um, identity from the Lord. Yeah. Because, you know, pastors were saying sometimes women try to build them up and mm -hmm. women try to be in the place of God. Yeah. But if we con constantly pick them up, <laughs> then, you know, they're not going to be able to, you know, get up by themselves. Yeah. So, and, uh, and it goes back to like, uh, it, like Joy was saying, uh -huh. like, it's like uh, feeling like in a way that you know, that need or, or yearning for that, the men that don't necessarily know the Lord. Right, exactly. And un unfortunately may or may have fallen in, in this like um, area where they don't know what exactly. a man looks like, right? Exactly. So if you, if it, but like you said, Joy, like it really, it goes back into the place where you, you still treat them the way that they should be treated. Right. And, and, you know, I, I would say, like, even pray on that. Like, the Lord reveals himself to them and say, like, this is your true identity. That's right. right? This is how you're supposed to be. You don't have to carry this other thing or that other thing. But That's right. Yeah, it applies both to men and women, you know. We don't get our identities from yeah. each, each other or from the world, you okay. know. Yeah. Uh, or from the media, as a matter of fact. No, let's put the media somewhere else. That's right. We <laughs> get it from the Lord yes. in our cl uh, prayer closet mm -hmm. in different ways, right? Yes, in different ways. <laughs> so, yes, that was amazing. Is that everything that we have? Um, yeah, Turk New York says, our identities are from the Lord. Amen. Yep. Yes. Do we have anybody else? Shout outs. I think we're good. Okay. Wow, this was amazing. Yes. And um, there's a long prayer line here. I yes. think I'm going to get some prayer. Okay. <laughs> well, if you guys have anything else that you'd like to add, please feel free to add into the comments. We're here every Sunday, um, both morning and evening service. That's right. Um, Tune in. There, again, there's no Kingdom Emotions this upcoming week, but yeah. definitely the following week. That's right. Connect groups are also available, not mm -hmm. this week coming up, but next week as well. So mm -hmm. if you want to connect with us, feel free to ch chat us into the, into the comments. Reach out to us at Torg org um, and anything else Gigi I think that's it um, I'm excited that the Sydney family is going to be able to take the kingdom emotions yes first I know I heard yes it's amazing and your your mind is going to be blown away get so ready get ready Sydney <laughs> get ready my life is just changing right now you should <laughs> hear week. Gigi on every single recording she's like ah, da, 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 yeah, da, da, you're going to hear oh me unfortunately <laughs> the whole time I'm like I was right screaming flipping the table <laughs> <laughs> it was yes yeah why did i not know this before but you know you know what god is He's revealing that to me to no. it. right He's walking i'm ready it. for it 
and you are ready for it, Sydney. Yes, so you are. Tune in, register. It is one of the most amazing courses ever. Mm -hmm. I highly recommend. That's right. Well, anything else? I don't think so. Oh, that, Daniel, Danny says, we love hearts, you too. We love you too. You've been so faithful, Danny. We yes. really appreciate your participation. So faithful. Yes. We Fantastic. have hearts, likes, amazing. Well, we want to wrap it up? We do want to wrap it up. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this Sunday evening. We look forward to seeing you next Sunday. And we'll get ready for whatever the Lord is about to bring because I know it's going to be good. That's right. <laughs> Every week, something new, something mm -hmm. unexpected. Yes. But be expectant. Yes. God bless you, everyone. God bless you. Love you. Bye. Bye. Adios. Annyeong. <laughs>
please visit torque.org forward slash give. From all of our leaders and team, we love you, are praying for you, and believing for you every step to be aligned with Him and His Spirit this week. Until next time, God bless.